Ahem. <clears throat> Hello. Hello. And good day to you, sir. Uh, good good day to you as well. Oh, well, it's, it doesn't seem to be a good day, uh, like, just looking generally at the news. But, uh, you know, other than that... <laughs> Oh it's no, fine. what's in the news today? Don't look at it. Uh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just stuff. Lots of stuff. Things are happening. People are upset. Things are down. Things are up. You know. Whatever. But uh, oh, that those things that are down. Oh, those things that are there are two things that are down and things that are up. The things that are down are social media. The things that are up but are not up far enough that need to be up more are the u.s's debt limit (laughs) yes and uh also uh what i mean i guess the only uh depending on how you view this i guess there aren't a lot of studio executives who listen to this podcast but i would say that there is good news in that uh the the union that uh is sort of a superset of unions of all of the uh, uh, people who are involved in making the television and movie stuff that we all uh, consume and love. Um, mm-hmm. They they voted uh, to authorize a strike by 98% of the 90% uh, of the members who turned out to vote for it, which would be the first time that they would go on strike in 128 years if they do actually go on strike. The strike authorization is just to let them uh sort of have a a clear negotiating signal to the studios about how eager their members are to uh have some things resolved. Um so anyway, that's good news again yeah, if you're not a awesome. studio executive. Um but uh but yeah, that's 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 how that thing's going. Uh just a just a, your usual normal completely average Monday. Um So we could have sort of a government shutdown and a media shutdown all at once. Yeah, so maybe maybe they would take care of the government stuff because nobody would have something to watch. Uh, or, <laughs> exactly. You know, and or, especially if Facebook and uh, Instagram and all the others are down too. Yeah. Everyone will be going, we've got to do something. Let's get all of these Americans back to work. How do we plot our conspiracies and deny vaccines? Um, <laughs> so... Anyway, uh, how do we how do we make little girls feel terrible about themselves? Uh, so it, it's uh, you know there are things. Um, I don't know if you are also caught up on the uh, quote unquote whistleblower um, stuff with Facebook. Uh, I've only seen headlines with that one, so I don't even know what's going on there. Did, mm-hmm. did the person decide to share their their identity? Oh yeah, they sat down for an interview uh with 60 minutes uh and uh they they're all lawyered up and everything and uh you know stuff is stuff is going to happen. Um uh they they were on the um oh I forget the name of it. It was the civil something team. The the team that was assembled to make sure that uh election misinformation stuff uh wasn't going out there that people are uh were able to uh ha- be able to trust what they were seeing and reading on Facebook to some degree uh, and how that was uh, dissolved after the election. And then immediately after that, the, uh, uh, the insurrection happened. Um, So they were like, I'm not really on board with this. They took a bunch of documents, a ton of documents and left. um, And they were a product manager at Facebook. Um, So they took a bunch of research documents and then they have been giving that to the wall street journal. Um, 
and the Wall Street Journal has been publishing things like they published that thing on um, how Facebook knew that uh, it was bad for uh, teenage girls, uh, self-confidence and stuff uh, and harmful to them um, to uh, to see certain things on Instagram um, and also stuff about uh, the messenger for kids and Instagram for kids stuff um, and how they're uh, they were largely trying to appeal to a younger demographic because they're demographic is aging out uh so they need to get those kids in there early um without much of a regard for how they were going to do any sort of like moderation of things um and so uh people were critical of that last week and uh yesterday and this morning and it's sort of a farce because facebook and instagram and whatsapp all went down because somebody made a made a boo-boo with a like their dns records or something um so that's unrelated but uh but you know, it's just there's a lot going on, a lot going on with that. I would I would recommend catching up on that if you're at all interested in the the topic of how uh, social media ru- ruins everything. But uh, <laughs> there's nothing really like surprising, I think, in what has been uh, quote unquote revealed so far. I think it's just sort of like, yeah, I expect everything that I see here. This all seems pretty normal. Um, and I bet if we, you know, had access to research stuff from YouTube, it'd probably look largely the same. Uh because you know youtube uh only last week the end of last week uh decided that you know what let's let's get rid of anti-vaccine uh content from our our website um so uh that it's the kind of thing where i'm pretty sure there's a uh a lot of stuff that goes on at these these companies that uh we would be uh shocked if we were to read uh the inter-office communications of but uh it's not really that uh revelatory and i was gonna say shocked and yet somehow not surprised right yeah it's just sort of a i guess maybe the cavalierness of some of the communication or the phrasing of certain things or um the intent i guess Uh um kind of i seems harsh in this light but you know it's just what you would expect exactly what you would expect um so i don't think you would be hugely hugely thrown for a loop in that regard agreed mm-hmm. yeah yeah but yeah. just so long as the instigates are okay that's that's all we really care about <laughs> oh boy mm-hmm. um you know th- there's a there's a show that i i've not watched season two of um i watched the first couple of episodes of season two of ted lasso and then i stopped mm. um not really a fan of the second season. Uh, after you know what, it's been long enough now since season two, episode one came out. After they killed the dog for comedy, I was not into the show anymore. Mm. Um, and I, I I didn't actually see that episode yet. But uh, were you I, planning on it? I was going to subscribe to Apple TV Plus again to binge all of it when it was done because i didn't oh. want to watch it week to week oh um, but it's fine uh just, I, I mean it's good that you oh. broke the news to me now because uh, I, I think it, it probably would have been a pretty big turnoff for me at the, t- it, at the time the way that that's what that, like that's what happened for me was that i was not expecting anything like that and so it was just too much um i don't know at all it just felt like they sort of broke from the spirit of the show for the sake of comedy. And that was not really, 
I didn't find it appropriate. I felt betrayed a little bit, which mm. I know maybe sounds silly and like, um, why would you put enough sort of of a of a emotion or feeling into a show that you could feel betrayed in the first place? But by golly, sometimes you got to let your guard down. And I thought I could with this show, and apparently you can't. So anyway, um, after that happened, then I just have not really been into the show. And I also feel like it. everything feels... I'm not going to... No more spoilers, but I just uh, feel like everything feels less genuine than the first season. You can almost feel them acting uh, more so than you could season one. But... Um, it could be because I was tainted by that <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that opening experience. Anyway, um, uh, I mean, show- I do also have a, kind of a theory with Ted Lasso um, as as sort of a an outsider at this point. Um, that uh, a lot of people who have stuck with it are really enjoying what is happening now with the current episodes. It seems, mm-hmm. um, but that initial uh, run of episodes was a big letdown for people. Um, and I think some of that has to do with the way people consume Ted Lasso originally, because I don't think a lot of people watched Ted Lasso week to week when it initially came about. I think a lot of people came to Ted Lasso when it was either a few episodes out already or mm-hmm. when the entire thing had been released and they binged Ted Lasso at the recommendation of others. And so consuming Ted Lasso now on a week to week basis has a different sort of feeling for those people Mm. than consuming Ted Lasso in large quantities um, and being able to progress quickly through the story. Get past Um, some parts that you don't like. And mm -hmm. and yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but that's just my theory because I haven't actually watched it yet. But I I do think that some of it has to do with the the pace that you consume the media. And I know for one thing that I consumed the whole thing relatively quickly over the course of a few days and that for other people... Um, it's largely the same story where they came to it after the fact because of word of mouth. Um, mm. That's why it's been so successful. That makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, but anyway, so f- for me, the show that I had been watching that I really liked is The Other Two, mm. um, which is, I think it's just, it's got the perfect blend of of sort of, cultural jokes like inside cultural jokes and um sort of hilarious vignettes and um ridiculous scenarios that all come together to make for a really friggin funny show yeah um and 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 something you had said to me earlier when you were starting season two is there's a lot of cringe um as as the kids say yeah yeah the and and just the, the underlying what is it biting um satire that mm. exists in the show is really ah chris kelly's a i think a, an excellent writer mm-hmm. um so i'm excited that that's getting another season uh and i very much enjoyed this second season just as much if not more uh than i enjoyed the first season oh did you finish up the whole season uh whole second season I, now Yes, I did. I oh. ended up uh, practically binging the whole show, um, for sure. It was yeah, so it good. Was, I, I, it's really good. I did not. Getting back to our conversation about binging uh, versus weekly, I had watched the other two initially, uh, the first season week to week, um, but it was because it was on Comedy Central, uh, and Jason had no interest in it. Uh, it was 
very difficult to stay current with what was happening. Um, but then I uh, caught up on the last tail end of all of the stuff from the other two, and it was magnificent, and I loved it. Um, and I, I mean, I liked it the whole way through, but I really loved it uh, from like episode four onwards. Um, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. It had a strong finish. Yeah, and with season two, I had a different kind of issue where again jason doesn't want to watch it but uh they released it two episodes at a time which is something hbo max has done with other shows and so you have sort of this weird little uh mini binge as it were and i couldn't quite find the the time block to catch up so i would see people talking about this on twitter or something obliquely and i'd be like but i can't participate in this conversation oh. because i haven't i haven't seen the two episodes yet i've so you know i'm still watching the ones from the previous week because it was just hard to hard to keep up but uh i'm so glad that i was able to watch the whole thing i'm so glad you were able to watch the whole thing i think the, the second season um really built upon a lot of the stuff from the first season which i think is part of the reason why it's so successful it doesn't feel exactly the same as it doesn't feel like a uh you're re-watching like the first season but mm -hmm. just different yeah yeah i i agree it's it's it added more to everything as opposed to just being kind of a redo yeah and then listeners if you haven't watched the other two here, allow Micah and I to sell you on it a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I've said a lot of how I feel about it without being spoilery, and I will continue to not be spoilery. I think that it is... Um, have you ever watched... This is a little off topic, but not quite. Have you watched... Um, so, wait, let me make sure that I know what it's called. Um, Search Party? Yes, 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 yes. I, I watched all that uh, talking about binging. Um, I hadn't seen it because it was originally on TBS. Um, mm. And I just kind of discounted anything that would be Me on too. TBS. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. And then uh, our our uh, mutual friend, uh, Mr. Power Llama, um, he, oh. he had recommended it as well as uh, our other mutual friend, uh, Mr. Uh, Rye Amadon. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, they, they, were, they were all up in... Uh, it's all up in that search party. Yeah. All up in that search party. And so I liked it. I thought it morphed in a really interesting way over time yes. as compared to what my expectations of the show were from the first season. Yes. Um, and I do not know where things are going after this, but it was, it was quite something when you get to, uh, the, the latter seasons, shall we say, mm -hmm. um, it really turns into something entirely different. It keeps you on your toes the whole time, which I very much enjoy. And then if there was ever like, I love satire and there's so it's just heaped with so much sort of commentary on um, certain certain. I would say vapid lifestyles and mm -hmm. and, um, you know, uh, lack of concern for others and sort of floating through the world without a care. There's so much layer to the show because if you watch it and you don't you don't pay close enough attention, then you could be led to believe that it's just um a silly I I hate to use this word, but a silly stupid show mm -hmm. for silly stupid people. And it's really not that at all. It, there's so much more to it, so much more depth and complexity that comes from 
just watching these people and going, how are these people this bad? Mm-hmm. How are they this terrible? And then even, you know, characters that you think are much better that are are, are falling into the traps that they fall into. It's anyway, mm-hmm. all of that. The reason why I brought up Search Party is because um, the other two had, has some of those vibes where you have a moment where you just kind of smirk and go, God, this is clever. God, this is clever. <laughs> yeah. And I think that season two built upon that quite a bit. And to see the different um, the different f- family members going through the different things that they're going through. And we, you and I were having a conversation. You were talking about one of the characters' journeys and how that character kind of seems to self-sabotage quite a bit. And it's just... it's it's so plainly available once you start to pick up on it and you um, can kind of watch and almost predict what's going to happen next. But I, I say that in a way that, that it's like a, a comfort of, of knowing, not so much a, a predictability per se, because the exact situations that happen are not ones that you could really predict. Right. It's um, like if you're watching a horror movie or something and you're like, don't go down that stairwell or don't, you know, the, the killer's right behind you or something. But it's it's predictable in that sense, but you're still watching to be engaged with what's going to happen because you're like, maybe they'll veer away from the cliff. Maybe they'll right. not make this this choice. Also, I would say one defining thing that's very different from Search Party and the other two uh, is Search Party gets dark. Um, that's true. Real that's dark. True. Really, uh, really but dark. It's still, it's still funny, but it's dark. And uh, the other two doesn't get... Um, it doesn't get dark as much as it gets. Uh, I don't know how to say this. It, it makes you f- feel a little bit of that um, negativity that it's reflecting back at you towards with some of the satire that's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, at least it does for me because mm-hmm. the you know the two main characters, the other two of the show, um, are. Uh, have have some traits that unfortunately i think are um representative of some other people including potentially on occasion myself um in terms of uh how you how you uh process what uh fame or uh being interesting is or what um you view as uh your sort of uh success um and your your uh the ways you can uh, sort of screw around with uh, not being able to get or maintain that. And you can um, obsess over something to the point where you screw it up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still find that interesting. It's not dark, but it's, it's interesting, especially, you know, like as I alluded to earlier with the instigates, um, that wasn't just a comment about just general instigates. There are literally, there's an episode with instigates in the first season of the show. Um, and they revisit sort of what, you know, sort of gayness is through the lens of Instagram um, right. in the series uh, in the second season in a way that's also very interesting. Um, and it's unique in that I don't think I've seen another show tackle that sort of uh, bizarre envy or uh, interest in others um, or the comparing yourself to another person um, mm-hmm. in terms of your success versus their success or what you think they have. Um, and I think that the show does that remarkably well. Um, but I don't know how much other people really are conscious of that when they're clicking through Instagram or whatever, and they're, they're explore tabs and what, what have you. 
yeah, I I agree that that's what I think is so also so clever about the show is that it's clear that the writers, the producers are having these experiences that lead to going, we should we should observe these by by, you know, playing them out on the show. We should observe these different things by talking them out on the show and seeing, you know, where this can go. And also having people go, oh, damn, like <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess I, you know, in, in a less severe way, have experienced some of this or have done some of this. And you can kind of just all sort of nod your head and go, mm-hmm, yep, that's, uh, uh, yeah, that's a thing that uh, happens. <laughs> and I really like that about it. Um, I think it's, it's very self conscious. It is, um, there's an awareness to it that I really like. Um, I, I, I don't want to shape anyone's, um, anyone's watching of the, of the show. So I won't do again, no, no spoilers, but I am curious. I tend to have characters that I, um, very much enjoy in a show or uh, enjoy less in a show. And I'm curious about uh, if, if you have any favorite characters. I'd say my two have quickly become Pat and Lance, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite characters, just because that actor that plays Lance mm-hmm. in every show that he's in, that I've seen him in, um, save for Orange Is the New Black, I guess he's always this sort of happy-go-lucky person who you underestimate who then can kind of surprise you. And there's something very nice about like just seeing somebody smile a lot and just be a a generally nice, sweet person. It's like, that is what I hope to go through the world with the, the nice sweetness, not necessarily the um, being underestimated for, for seeming kind of airheaded, but, uh, and then Pat just bless Pat's heart. She's, she's, she's trying. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's a just sort of another uh, wrinkle in this because, like we said earlier, it, it's sort of an analysis, a satire of what fame and success looks like. Um, and so, Pat is one way in season one, and Pat is a different way in season two um, because of circumstances that occur. But uh, Pat is always a uh, I don't know how to say this without spoiling anything. Uh, she has a certain way that she carries herself and um a uh, desire to make people happy and for people to be happy and to please people that uh can be uh very disarming to watch especially when you put her in context of some of the other characters like streeter which is ken marino um, who is just so craven and needy and uh, obsessed with people uh, approving of him. Such a good job being that character. Uh, so hey, dislike that character. He's he's. I mean, he's just Ken Marino. Like he's always that character in everything I've seen him in. But uh, have you ever seen a uh, Party Down? I have not. Okay, that's kind of interesting, but it is pretty dated at this point, so I'm not sure you would really appreciate it. Uh, but it, it was a, a series that was on Stars back when they were trying to make original programming happen. Um, mm. But it has a lot of uh, famous uh, people in it. Uh, Adam Scott, um, uh, Lizzie Kaplan, I want to say. Maybe that's her name. Um, and it had Jane Lynch, and then she was replaced with Jennifer Coolidge in the second season. Or was that right? Or something? Anyway, so they just had like a, a big cast of 
people you would recognize as comedians and Ken Marino was in it. Uh, and he largely is this same sort of like, uh, needy guy, um, who, who he plays here and the other two, but he's, he's so good at it, uh, that why not have him do that? Um, uh, and then, you know, Helene York, um, she wants this approval from everyone else. Um, and this validation, uh, that is really interesting through the course of events because you can see it change over time what it is that she wants. Um, and, uh, the same thing goes for Carrie where he's looking for, uh, success and fame. Um, and, uh, also trying to reconcile that with his, uh, gayness, um, which I think is interesting, especially when you compare him to a character like Curtis, um, who I think is a little flat and one dimensional, uh, save for, a scene in season two um but <laughs> just the best scene <laughs> yeah it's so good oh. <laughs> but uh it's 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 just interesting from that reg- uh from that angle of things and you don't see I, I just don't think i've seen another show that's quite exactly like this because it's not broad city which i think it was sort of in the shadow of when it premiered because it was supposed to sort of be in the same sort of comedy block of live action stuff that Comedy Central had at the ah, time. Ah, gotcha. And I think that that maybe potentially screwed it because um, uh, I love Broad City, but it's a, it's a very different show from this one um, in terms of the comedy. But uh, it's it's just, uh, it's good to, it's, I recommend it. And uh, Micah recommends it. And we can move on to actually talking about technology, I guess, at some point. But uh, it's, interesting to see the ways technology or sort of pops up in that show as well um which is also something even though i don't think it's always faithfully uh depicted um it's still still entertaining yep i agree Mm -hmm. very entertaining show um i guess in terms of technology uh apple has given us a date um on Friday, October 8th, the Apple Watch Series 7 will be available to pre-order, and then it will be available in stores on October 15th. So that would be the day that it would arrive if you get uh, an order in on on this Friday. Um, Per usual, I am planning on upgrading for because of work. Um, Otherwise, I would not be upgrading because this is the the least upgradey Apple Watch I think that we've had. Um, I don't think that there are even any real boosts in terms of speed. Uh, it, it's, it's the same same processor. Um, yeah, same processor yeah. inside. The battery isn't better. It just charges faster. Um, the screen is bigger, uh, which for some people might be of interest. I've seen some early shots and it does look like there's quite a bit more screen because of the way that they've done it in the new one. Um, but... As we talked about, you and I have uh, smaller wrists, and with that, it's like, oh man, with a that screen pushed all the way out to the sides, is it going to look even more um, kind of honking sitting mm-hmm. there on your wrist? So I, um, I am excited about having a green Apple Watch, but that's about the extent of of how I'm feeling about the new, um, the new Apple Watches. Uh, then that they're they're finally available for pre-order. I'm a little nervous that it's going to be even more difficult to get an Apple Watch day one because of the shortages. Um, and so I'm hopeful that I don't have um, that I don't have you know issues getting the green one because if I do, then I'm going to have to settle for one that's not green because I need to do a review for work. Etc. 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 So, 
Uh, and I, I went online and they don't currently offer the ability to add one to your cart. Mm-hmm. So there's no sort of pre-planned process, ooh, the three Ps, um, <laughs> to get that to work. Yeah, I uh, I am interested in upgrading because I have a Series 3. Uh, so I haven't had any uh, progress on any features or anything. Um, and this watch is, uh, I think, until watch os 8 came around i would consider it to be generally neglected in terms of the sub- software uh update process um it was infamously the watch and apple's lineup which they continue to sell that you could not actually install an update on without like repairing your watch uh which is just bonkers uh but the watch os 8 update is fortunately small enough um that it actually can can install on top of your uh on your phone i'm sorry on top of your uh uh, apple watch without it actually needing to be repaired um but it's 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 time for an update and uh i am a little apprehensive about the color schemes um because they changed all the aluminums and the one that i had was the dark i don't know what is this the dark one The the Wait, did you get space black uh, sure. aluminum or space gray aluminum? I'm not sure what it was. Uh, it's gray. I wouldn't call it black, but who knows what Apple called it at the time. Anyway, it's the Series right. 3, uh, the the very dark gray one. Um, and uh, I prefer that because the screen is so big and black that I don't like high cron- uh, the high contrast look of the silver or um, the other colors that they've had that have been brighter over time. Um, and certainly not the product red one uh, that they have. I, I'm not looking for something flashy. Um, right. I, I just kind of want it to disappear uh, into just like a black void. So <laughs> I I would be interested in whatever is going to be best for that. And it looks like the choices for that are either the green one you're interested in, which looks barely green, or mm-hmm. the midnight one, which looks barely blue. I don't understand like from the product photography that they have on the website, you would think they would make it more clear exactly what color it was you were going to wind up with when you put it on your wrist. But yes, wouldn't that be just uh, a great idea? <laughs> yeah, because like, you know, I know that you like a richer green and it looks like this is very barely green, but it's yeah. dark. Um, it's different from the midnight green that they had before. Uh, and then the midnight that they have now is bluish, uh, but not the same as the midnight blue that they had <laughs> as their silicone <laughs> cases before. Oh my god! The it inconsistency just... in the color naming and color, uh, sort of, just color in general over time is rather annoying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just and there's if you buy any one of these Apple Watch Series Seven uh, aluminum cases. None of them will match anything else that you are going to buy this year from Apple um, or potentially next year from Apple, because who knows what colors they're going to have in the future. So I don't quite understand. Uh, I, I mean, I guess the uh, Starlight will match the Starlight case or whatever, and the Product Red will match the Product Red, hopefully. But it may be a slightly different shade of red. Who knows? Uh, but the Midnight and the Green don't seem to line up exactly with anything else. Um but uh, they certainly don't have like a Sierra Blue version or anything like that. It lines up with the the Pro Sierra Blues or anything, right? So I, I don't quite understand. But um, I'm 
primarily interested in an aluminum one because I consider the stainless steel ones to be sort of a waste of money because I'm a not... A thousand percent. Yeah, I'm not as interested in the shiny bling bling um, or anything. And I know that it is technically a nicer looking watch, but it is also a more expensive watch. Uh, for a similar reason, I am not interested in the uh, braided solo loop, um, which I think looks very appealing in product photography, but it would require exactly knowing the measure of my wrist um, in a way that I know has been difficult for some people to determine. Uh, and I don't know about you, but sometimes it feels like even if I have my watch on and it's comfortable in the morning and then it's like uncomfortable at night or after working out or something and then I just loosen it a little bit um I don't know exactly what the tension situation is going to be with the braided one so it mm-hmm. makes me a little apprehensive to sink a hundred dollars into it um but that they are very uh, attractive looking so I think I would just go with the sport loop again but they the sport loop I have is black and the new sport loops that they have are weird because they're all these these bicolor um uh stripes on the actual like uh fabricy velcro part yeah and then the trim is a different color and then the like i don't know it's not clasp but the like end piece of plastic and the lug nut thing is also different yeah it's all too much they're being they're trying to be too cute about it it's just like can we just have a standard run-of-the-mill look because trying to coordinate with all of that is not easy. <laughs> no, I mean, I know ideally what Apple would like is for you to buy the right uh, wristband for every occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to do that. I, I, I have a, the right number of wristbands in having just this black sport loop because it is the most comfortable one that they have. Um, and I've had the original Pride uh, band, the one that like had the weird... Uh, it was white with a little clasp thing um, mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. when they used to make those. And uh, I had the black poly, poly whatever, the, the plastic. Oh, the floral Yeah, I hate that one. Um, it feels gross on my skin, uh, especially if you get all sweaty and stuff. And it, it's, it's unpleasant. And it also, uh, my wrist would frequently seem to be in between the, the notch sizes on it. So I just find the sport one to be the most comfortable and accurate thing to wear but they because of the color situation it's like well none of these colors that you have actually match the color of the cases uh if you get the midnight like because the uh midnight being slightly blue doesn't have a uh a represent representation in the cloth stuff as as a midnight band in the sport band there is something called tornado gray which <laughs> appears to be uh, yet another shade of some dark navy blue and the color gray, but it is not space gray. It is a, a lighter, more medium grayish sort of thing, at least according to the product photography that I saw. And so it's like, well, if I get that, is that going to be okay um, with the the midnight, or is it going to look like I have three different shades of blue? Um, because if I get a replacement for my my current case on my iPhone 11 is the midnight blue. Um, which is a different shade than the midnight or the tornado. Um, and if I get a replacement uh, iPhone 13 at any point, is that color case that I would be buying going to match anything? Because who knows? Who knows? Everything's just sort of like 5,000 different shades of color. And I don't understand how that happened. Yeah, they there's no standardization at all. And I, I mean, I guess it's so that 
the latest or differentiated from the previous, but I have no idea. I don't know what what the what the techniques are there. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind having more options and changing your color options over time. I just like if you offer a midnight watch that is this bluish midnight color, it should be the same thing as your midnight blue. Um, it shouldn't shouldn't be a new midnight that you've invented uh, that's just for this watch. And it also should have something that corresponds to it instead of tornado or abyss. Because abyss, God knows what that is. No, none of the other stuff is called abyss. I, I don't understand what they're, they're going for with that stuff. <laughs> I Yeah, uh, makes no sense. But and... what would you do for your watch band when you buy your slightly dark green um, watch? I'm planning on getting the... Let me see what it's called. Um, it's the one that you, if you go to apple.com slash watch, you can see the band on the watch. It's the their new leather uh, magnetic loop style. Um, it's It reminds me of the old one, except there's no, it doesn't loop back. In the old one, you would stick it through this sort of uh, metal oval and and then bend it back and loop it that way. This one just clasps kind of forward and back. Um, let me see if there's a name for it. If it's out, I think it's already out to pre or, or to order. I thought it was called um, something like the leather magnetic loop or something when I looked at the thing. Probably is. Yeah, all the watch bands are out for ordering, um, which is also weird uh, because they uh, on the the Apple Store app and the website. Uh, if you go to look at any of the stuff like comparison shopping or to buy a watch, it's still like Series 6. And it's like, you you guys, you guys, <laughs> you can't do that. Like Some Sequoia? poor schmuck is going to buy a Series 6 today. Uh, exactly. Sequoia Green Leather Link is what it's called. That's nice. That, yeah. Because then it'll match my Apple Watch or my Apple Watch, my iPhone case and my iPhone leather wallet. I'll be Sequoia Green all the way down. <laughs> It looks, I mean, it looks really, really nice. I like it. Uh, it just, I'm not a green person. Um, sorry, it's not easy. Being, Are you a blue person? I am a blue person. I'm very blue. <laughs> I work blue. Um, but anyway, I, I, uh, I just, uh, you know, like my blues to be consistent. Um, Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, I appreciate your, your, uh, your green, uh, appreciation, your, your green Thank you. enthusiasm. Thank you. I I have uh, been enthusiastic for green ever since I was uh, but a young lad. Um, It was funny, the other day, I was um, talking to my partner's uh, little cousin. He's, I think, five years old. And he asked me what my favorite color, or he said his favorite color was orange. And um, I said, oh, that's, you know, that's a really cool color that it's so bright. And uh, there's all sorts of types of orange. And sometimes the leaves turn orange, et cetera, et cetera. And he asked me what my favorite color was. And I said, my favorite color is green. And he said, oh, um, actually, my favorite color is green, too. <laughs> <laughs> it was very cute. Uh, <laughs> just wants people to like him. Um, so that's that's nice. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I have blue, blue's always been my thing. I, either the uh, the dark blues or uh, uh, when I'm when I'm feeling uh, really vivacious, I go for the uh, the sort of aqua um stuff so those are those are my 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 two blues that i appreciate nice yes uh caribbean blue by uh le creuset if you're at all interested in that sort of thing 
Caribbean blue. Mm-hmm. I have a Dutch oven in La... Ah, ah, yes. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah, those are good colors. Yeah, but uh, they haven't released an iPhone in, in Caribbean blue yet. So, oh, well, one of these days. Mm. Or a watch. Exactly, exactly. One of these days. I I had to wait for the green to come back around. It came back. Ooh, they have a pretty green. Let mm-hmm. me say. They have, they they have so many different colors. It's, uh, what are they and they're all that? pretty nice. They started adding some like matte finish ones too. Um, but if you like if you like a dark green, like a foresty green, uh, you want to look at Staub. Um, S T A U B. Staub. <laughs> yeah, they've got a they've got a really nice foresty kind of green for you. Um, and you can replace the uh, the little knob thing that goes on the top. The uh, stop knob. Color. Yeah, the stop knob. Um, uh, with a different kind of a, a colored metal uh, knob on the top. Uh, if you prefer a different shade of metallic uh, handle, so. They're, they're, that's maybe more your speed than the liquor's at, but, uh, I, I just, uh, you know, I like, I like, I like, I think colors are important and I appreciate the wide variety of colors. I just wish that one manufacturer would make a single consistent line of color for things, but that's, you know, a small complaint. Uh, how are you enjoying your, uh, iPhone 13, by the way? <sighs> it's just feels the same as your before. iPhone 12. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really all that magical no and um, what color did you i I, you, I forgot you told me last time what you were ordering. i did go with the sierra blue mm-hmm. just because it was the the, the new new, new. Mm-hmm. yeah so for the sake of having you know product shots and whatnot um it is i will say the battery life i've been uh very impressed by um <clears throat> my iphone 12 was having was was starting to get to a place where I would get to the end of the day and sometimes need to uh, charge it. But um, and then I remember once I'm going to San Francisco and I ended up having to pull out the uh, MagSafe battery pack for it to keep it going because, you know, GPS there, GPS while we're going around in the city and then GPS home. And um, it did end up needing some battery life. But with this... Uh, it's been very, uh, very good at holding its charge. Um, outside of that though, yeah, it just, it really does feel the same. Uh, for the most part, it looks the same. Um, and I haven't, yeah, I, I, I hesitate to tell anyone who's on a 12 to upgrade to the 13. Um, even the, the photography stuff that, I've done a little bit of um, of what is the word I'm looking for macro photography, but you have to be in very well, which I realize is the case for macro photography in general. But you really have to be in well lit environments, and mm-hmm. if you're not, then you're going to get a shite photo uh, that's very grainy and very bad. So that has kind of reduced my opportunity to take. Um, macro photos as much as i've wanted to because i don't i'm not in those situations often enough um to do so so yeah overall not super you know blown away by it um do you play with any of the features like the photo styles and the um... photo styles i did play with mm-hmm. i'm I, I did set one up um it's uh high it's a high contrast or vibrant, I think, is the one. Because I tend to go vibrant with my photos anyway uh, in the end. 
So I went ahead and turned it on as vibrant. Um, and I, I like that. I think it looks... For, for me, it looks nice. I, I like how it looks. Um, and then with the cinematic mode, I played around with it a little bit uh, just to see how it worked. And I was actually pleasantly surprised at how much it didn't look like portrait mode nonsense. Um, but with that, again, it's, it's not one of those sort of um, natural things that you just... Uh, can pick up and 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 play around with. You kind of got to set up a scene uh, in order to use it uh, properly. And so I was just testing it. So I had something in the foreground sitting on my kitchen island, and then something. It was a photo of my niece on the refrigerator, and I was kind of switching back and forth the focus between those two as I was uh, panning uh, to the right and. I mean, it looked cool, but what's the point? <laughs> um, other than just looking cool. Uh, I'm not, I don't have, I don't know, three other people who I live with who feel like making a movie in my home. So I'm not, you know, putting together some scene like they did in... in well, what uh, about the... uh, Mizzy and Henry? It's, but they don't sit still oh. enough. Um, I saw some really, then. yeah, I saw some really great uh, cat cinematic mode things because... When I bend down uh, and when I kneel to take video or photos of them, they come running because they want to come up into my lap or, or say hi. But a cat's like, yeah, you're fine doing whatever it is you're doing over there. I don't really care that you're kneeling down to my level. So I, I did see some fun cat ones online. But uh, yeah, for me and, and my dogs, they're like, oh, uh, dad's down on our level. Let's go say hi. And so they don't stay where they are. <laughs> uh, well. You know, it's worth a shot. I, I maybe an opportunity will present itself. Uh, I mean, I as I said last time, I think a lot of people are really just going to use this as they use po- portrait mode, where they just want the background to be blurry um, and just shoot a single subject. Anyways, mm-hmm. I don't think it's as much about racking focus as Apple was um, leading people to believe. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I think people just like having the the uh, the effect of the the blurry background um with, i agree with themselves you know in the middle of frame um perfectly composed if we go hiking uh, if we go hiking next time we go hiking i'm planning on trying some some of the cinematic mode stuff while we're out there uh and you're right it is for the sake of having that bouquet in the background with the um with the person in the foreground or the subject in the foreground um and yeah, it's very clear that's what people want, given how many startups have uh, try are trying to proffer up different um, hardware uh, cameras, like webcams that offer that functionality. Look at how we can add a background blur. Look at how our camera looks like a DSLR. There's so many that do that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I very easy for me to poo poo on this um like i did last time so i'm not going to try to rant about it uh at length again but yeah it just it disappoints me that the feature is called cinematic mode um when it is far more specific and niche than than all of cinema um but right. uh, yeah it, it is it is a thing um did, did you by any chance speaking of cinema did you by any chance uh play around with prores and fill up your entire phone with like two seconds of video <laughs> Um, I am not currently running the beta, so I don't have that yet because that's coming later in oh. the in you, the, the update. You, you, uh, I have some news for you then. Um, you, uh, oh, 
we we do record this on your day off so i'm i i uh i i for once know something that you don't know and that is a filmic pro um released an update of their uh camera app which is how you know a lot of people record their like professional quote-unquote stuff uh and it has all of the ProRes options inside of it now despite the fact that amra that uh, apple is not shipping their updated camera app yet you can use it on the current um iphone 13 well, pro well i'll be yeah um so like i said you can fill up your phone with gigabytes and gigabytes of nonsense for no reason um there was there was a uh someone who i'm not gonna you know throw under the bus uh who had a uh tweet that uh they were posting a video and they're like i hope uh twitter doesn't compress this to nonsense but this is the comparison of how great it is to to you know shoot ProRes versus shooting a compressed uh h265 i think he was shooting heavy ec but uh avec um but he uh just uploaded this thing that sort of like uh back when i don't know if you remember uh you'd get a uh vhs tape from blockbuster or, or whatever and it would have an ad in front of it for dvds and how much mm. better the quality of dvds were and they do like oh a, yeah a split screen and it's like oh wow look how sharp and clear and amazing it is and it's like this is on the same vhs tape as everything <laughs> else you just made the other thing look worse look um, terrible yeah, yeah exactly yeah and so it's just it's one of those situations where it's like it is completely not apparent to anyone watching the video that he has uploaded. And then he also had a link to uh, his YouTube video where he posted the comparison where you could go check that out. And it's like the quality is also terrible there. You wouldn't be able to really tell. I, yeah. Why? I don't. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying that people will want to download and stream uh, or even host a, uh, a raw ProRes video for you to really compare. But his example did not provide uh, any information that would help you make a purchasing decision about whether or not you'd want an iPhone that had ProRes based purely on this video right. um, or see any value in having ProRes uh, on your phone or shooting in it anyways. Um, I, I, yeah, I just don't, I don't see the feature as, I don't see the feature as being what some people are excited about it being, uh, much in the same way that I'm not as excited about cinematic mode as some people are. Uh, I saw another YouTube video where somebody's like, this is a filmmaker's review of cinematic mode. And I was like, filmmaker, (laughs) excuse me. Uh, you know, if you're a filmmaker, then I'm Steven Spielberg, but, uh, I just, uh, you know, I just, uh, I'm, I guess a little uncharitable when it comes to these sorts of comparisons. I know people are excited for their new toys and they like them and they want to, uh, show off all the capabilities the new things have um and i i don't i don't want to uh to, to you know pee all over that uh but i i just uh don't think that a lot of these reviewers have uh a lot of perspective on uh realistic use cases uh mm-hmm. for this stuff but you know it's that's just life i guess um with especially when it comes to apple reviewing apple apple reviewers in- yeah you know anyway um but uh it's been a pleasure talking to you and i don't know if there's anything else you have uh to wrap this up um uh, uh no i think i think that just about covers it mm-hmm. go watch the other two let us know what you think yeah yeah or go watch don't. it even it's if you're straight choice. it'll be fine don't worry yeah about it. even if you're straight even if you're straight <laughs> you're one of the straights uh even if you're what is it entirely and completely straight <laughs> um you should watch it <laughs>
Ah, well, and on that note, goodbye, Micah. Goodbye, Joe.